Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Chapter 2's Talent Ed. I'll be joined today by the Head of Talent at Peak, Lorenzo Spina. Peak are on a mission to help businesses do great things by providing them with the ability to drive value from their data with decision intelligence. Peak have had great success and over the last year have grown their team by 100 people, now sitting at 200 people in total. They've explored new markets and are trying new techniques and strategies to make sure that they can achieve their goals. So whether it be championing DNI, women in tech, or using employer brand strategy, listen in to hear Lorenzo's tips and tricks on how to achieve your goals. A huge welcome to Lorenzo Spina, uh, who I am a huge fan of, um, working as the head of talent at Peak. Um, Lorenzo, you and I have known each other for probably coming up to about six months now. You're a friend of Chapter Two's, and uh, you've obviously joined us on some of our webinars in the past. So thank you so much for taking some time again today to uh, share some of your experience and your insight with our with our listen listeners here at uh, Chapter Two's Talent Ed. Um, so I think if we can just kind of kick off with um, a bit of an introduction from you, I don't think I'll do it justice. So I'd love to sort of hear from you in terms of your experience and, and what brought you to uh, Peak um, and here today. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, yeah, great to speak to you again, Sophie. So um, yeah, I've been at Peak seven months now. Um, so for people who don't know who Peak are, AI um, system, um, basically AI company that provides a new category of AI called decision intelligence. Um, I've worked in agency, RPO, um, and currently in-house. Um, and I suppose what I'm really passionate about is driving high-performing teams when it comes to talent acquisition, um, probably building out in-house capabilities and direct sourcing models is where I find my fun um, because I love working on an employer brand and um, proposition, but also um, being able to go out to market and provide people with, you know, flourishing careers. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's been seven months, but it's been a busy seven months. There's been a lot going on. Um, so obviously since, since uh, uh, you started, I know that Pete's got currently about 200 employees but in the last year alone that's that's doubled hasn't it that's over 100 employees in that time so how's that been for you I mean there's been a, a pandemic going on at the same time How how's it been going over the last few months yeah I think it's fast paced it's exciting um multinational company so um headquarters in Manchester in England but also in Jaipur in North India um we've also started to recruit in the US as well so it's a lot of moving parts it's exciting that we've been able to grow our team um I've added a couple more talent managers to the team as well to help with scaling our businesses um and essentially what we're looking to do is double in size um this year but then also continue to do so so um yeah we completed series B funding in February this year just after I joined in January so it's very much around actually driving that commercial growth um, and, and setting up our team for success for the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and congratulations on the funding. I mean, um, it's obviously then creating a, a huge amount of growth since then. So that's brilliant. Um, so let's take it back to the beginning. And um, obviously, when you joined at Peak, you were 100 uh, strong staff. That's still that's still a substantial amount of people. Um, what was it like then? Is it um, just to kind of set the scene for that and then basically how that's grown from there? What was it like when you first came in and, and joined the team? 
yeah, I think very much value driven. Um, so everybody who joins Peak feels part of Peak, and and you know our long term strategy is is to really drive the business forward um, with large ambitions to hopefully IPO in the future. Um, so we want to be a, a real mover and shaker in the industry. Um, the great thing around Peak is that even though we provide AI solutions, we've created this category of AI. So we're looking to become category leaders. So we're all on a mission where we want to drive that forward. Um, got great co-founders and I think that vision comes from you know the leadership team around actually um, providing an amazing company that everybody wants to be part of um, yeah. and where you can I suppose reach your full potential in whatever um, job or remit that you come and take here at Peak so it's very much about portraying that message in the external market when we go out to market to recruit around yeah. the opportunity um, that we can present and, and I suppose my job and, and our talent team um, really focus on how we provide that authentic glimpse into Peak, what it's like to work here, um, what our values look like, um, and, and I suppose what our culture is um, and, and what we can provide for those individuals. Yeah, and that's so, um, you've done it so well. I, I remember back to the to the webinar um, when you were speaking with um, Corey Arcard, who was then at Collinson, now at Wayfair, um, and we were talking about kind of the Peak's um, the transparency on your website, you know, when you're talking about DNI, women in tech, etc. Um, and he was even saying, you know, hats off to you. Um, you're, you're, you are doing that, and you're, you're very um, open in terms of the, the steps that you're taking there at Peak, um, and sort of putting into practice what you're preaching, definitely. Um, so, was that a conscious decision? That's something that you've, you've gone out of your way to do. Yeah, I, th I think something that's you know really important here is that our values and our culture um, is, is really defined. If we're going to become category leaders we need to do something that's going to I suppose disrupt the market um, by investing in our people we believe you know we'll be able to really take people on that journey so on our career site for example we publish all of our values um, you know being open driven responsible um, and it's something that we're all passionate about so as part of our recruitment process it's all values driven and um, so people need to I suppose um, be on board with how we um, are as individuals, how we're, you know, highly passionate and how we want to drive that business forward. On top of that, yeah. you know, we've got another initiative on, on, on our um, careers website that we strongly hold close here and we run a committee which is to do with inclusion and diversity. Um, and this April, we set out where we currently are. So, for example, talking, talking about females in tech, we, we're obviously a tech business. We've, we've uh, I believe, 28% of our um, colleagues and teammates are female as of April this year. We've got we've set a 2025 strategy where we want 50% of our business to be um, female orientated. So ambitious goals and, and that's something that's that really focuses us, um, but also realistic um, milestones that we can achieve. Um, yeah. and, and we've had some of that success already in the last um, few months. But we, we've got a, um, I suppose, inclusion and diversity committee that drive that forward and anybody can be part of that committee, which is great to see. And, that, and that's held on a weekly basis. So. Yeah, that's brilliant. It's really good. Is it um, just going back to what you were mentioning about um, sort of the the values of the country uh, of the company? Sorry. So um, doubling in size in a really short space of time, I'm sure um, it's been hard or, you know, it's it, you'd probably have to be strategic about making sure that that those values and a an aligned mission continues to be central to the business. Is that is that right? Would I be right in saying that? Have you had to kind of be proactive in how you manage that? 
Yeah, no, it's, it's a really good point. And this year we went through, well, our people team, we, we know talent forms part of that people team. Um, and again, it's a people team rather than a HR team. It's all about our colleagues, our teammates. Um, we went through a culture manifesto. So re-looked at our values, um, re-looked at what they mean for us individually, what they mean for us as a company and how we're strategically going to reach that end goal or that mission um, and then drive that business forward. Um, so very much we, we've renewed that. We've got all of our values, as I said, on our website. So we want to be very open about those um, so that people who do look at our careers are actually looking at those and saying, actually, yes, I, I am open. I am responsible. I am driven, for example. Um, yeah. I can be I can be part of that culture. Um, and then as a talent team, more so with, I suppose, advocates and ambassadors of our values so as part of our screening process we're having screening calls with candidates and really understanding okay you know how do they showcase those values how will they fit into peak um and, and obviously through that recruitment process which again we've been very open about we've we've you know inputted that onto our careers website for all to see um so that we can say okay it is going to be you know a four-stage process but this is what each step looks like and actually it's really important for that candidate to make sure that they're aware of peak um, in all of its success, but also its challenges. So we want to be honest around those challenges that they may face and how agile and you know how quick we are um, with regards to scaling and, and what that may look like from a breadth of experience, but also a scalability factor as well. Yeah, absolutely. And is there any, um, any avenues or um, groups or tools that you use or that you've um, found value in as you've grown? So um, an example is I was talking um, with, uh, when I was talking to Will Beaton, who works for my tutor, he was talking about um, a membership organisation called People Minds, and they just kind of share best practice, best practice and um, processes and things like that for startups or scaling companies and it's something that people can kind of lean into to get inspiration ideas um, and that sort of thing is there anything that you've you've used or you've had experience with that you would recommend yeah I think networks are very important um, so I think where we are as a talent team or even as a business so we ask all of our um, leaders and our colleagues to, I suppose, look at self-development. So I give all my team some time to, you know, work on self-development, whether that's get mentors outside of our um, business or mentors inside of the business, or whether that's actually how do I become the best talent manager possible um, in the external market? I know Rich, who's our CEO, um, is part of a um, SaaS-based um, scale-up group. Um, mm -hmm. I'm part of some talent communities um, and networks and always like to keep abreast of industry news, what's happening with, um, you know, employment law, standards, best practices, ideas. Um, more so for me, it's more around employer brand because that's where I've, I've, I find my um, love and passion and tools so that we're yeah. able to deliver more. Um, I think from a people team, um, they're involved in a number of webinars, um, you know, whether that's HR Grapevine or, you know, numerous um, CIPD, you know, leading edge um, network forums and, and groups. So I think learning has to be consistent is something that I try and do. It's something that I always try and keep one toe dipped into. Um, and, and the reason for that, I think, as you scale, you learn from others. Um, and that's whether you're learning from mistakes or potentially where we actually make the mistakes and learn from those. Um, so the best example of that is that we've just um, held our own hiring day um, in Pune um, in India. Yeah. Um, so it was specifically for senior software engineers with over three years of experience. We, we wanted to test how we attracted more of that market, um, especially in that niche skill set. 
So we held a remote hiring day where we concluded all, all parts of that interview process in one condensed day, um, apart from the founder stage where the week after they could meet one of our co-founders and really have that you know one-to-one -one connection and that conversation around any questions that they had for that co-founder or whether that was um, around understanding you know peaks, I suppose, scalability and growth plans further. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds brilliant. How did it go? Was it? Did you find that the the candidates were really engaged? I'm sure that they enjoyed having that face to face time. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of learnings. Um, so yeah, I, th I think as it was our first event, you know, being completely honest, there was there was things that we looked back on and thought, you know, what we we can change this. Maybe we yeah. need to market a bit better. Maybe have more of a time frame. Um, the, the great thing is that it was more of a brand activity with the end goal of hopefully making some offers. Um, we, we've made some offers on the back end of it. Hopefully they join. So it was only it was only a couple of weeks ago um, that we held that. So, um, yeah, I think it was a successful um, event in, in all of its entirety, but lots of lessons to learn from that as well. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's where I say, you know, let, let's trial it. If it doesn't work, at least we know, OK, what works well, where can we adapt that going forward um, and so on. But, yeah, in total, it was it was held on the Saturday morning um, and we had 112 applications um, out of that. You can expect to drop off. Um, so we had. I think 39 people go through to the technical coding challenge yeah. um, as, as in the coding test um, that we set out. Um, and, and then on the back end of that, we, ha we had a uh, handful going through to second stage interview um, with some offers on the back end of that. So in all of its entirety, you can say it was a success because we, you know, organically held that event, you know, worked with um, our amazing marketing team to, you know, push that content and, and advertise that. Um, and, and obviously, from a talent perspective, really drive that and make sure that we were working with, with our engineering team on the day, what we wanted to talk about, and, and really how we engage with those um, senior software engineers that potentially we wouldn't have been able to tap into otherwise. Yeah. And, you know, like you say, it sounds like it was a success, but even if there were less lessons to be learned, um, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? You've got to um, you've got to try these things. And as you know, I'm I'm always on the phone to you when uh, when I want some new fresh ideas. I think you're great at that. So um, good for you for trying. Um, and um, let, that sort of brings us on to um, you know the growth that you're experiencing, but also moving into new um, countries, new markets, etc. How how have you found that? Yeah, really really exciting actually. So I think. Any challenge is exciting when you get through it. At times, you're, you're scratching your head and you're thinking, right, you know, what do we need to look at? I, th I think it's really exciting for me personally as well, um, for my own mm -hmm. development. Um, so understanding, I suppose, market conditions, benefits, cultural alignment, um, and then working with, I suppose, external parties to really understand what that looks like in detail, um, whether that's, you know, market salaries or yeah. actually... Um, what, what what standard benefits do employers have, for example, in the US compared to the UK, mm -hmm. um, understanding notice periods, um, and, and I suppose more so around mapping a new market. So, okay, we've built quite a good network in the UK around who do we want to target for, for talent? So, you know, if they've got the same technology stack as us, for example, our engineering team, yeah, or, sure. actually, or actually the commercial managers at a set company, are really good because they work on enterprise sales they work in technology and so on so we've we've built up a bit of a market map and again that's through trial and error and obviously having these conversations and engaging with those um candidates at those companies when you move to a new territory it's it's very much from from scratch so it's, it's really understanding okay what processes what metrics do we have in place in the uk will be, will we be able to embed some of those 
for example, in new territories, but then very much, I suppose, learning. And, and I think that's the, and that's the biggest point to it is it's, it's an opportunity to learn. It's, it's an opportunity to tap into um, a, a new market, which is very much untapped and really selling peak to that market. And I think that's the quite that, that's the excitement because we're not a startup anymore. We're a scale up um, and we can use our successes from the UK and India to go into the US. Yeah, definitely. Is it and um, with that in mind as well, then, so obviously with your um, sort of recruitment and your talent acquisition hat on, um, do you feel like they that happens differently in different areas? Is there sort of a, do you have to adapt your process or your, your recruitment model as well within those regions? Yeah, absolutely. I, I use India as the best scenario of that, actually, um, just from experience. So um, in India, culturally, um, hierarchies more known than the UK or the US. So job titles quite specific and important to individuals. Learning and development is, is really important um, to colleagues in India, which, which is great to see. And obviously, we've got a head of L&D in place here at Peak to you know develop our employees as it currently stands. Um, but what I think is probably the biggest um, difference with regards to recruitment in India compared to the UK is that there's more drop-offs. Um, so a lot of people accept roles, but then actually when they come to physically start, probably pull out through that um, onboarding or pre-onboarding period. Um, so it's about understanding how we drive initiatives to try and mitigate that risk, um, but then also make sure that the candidate that we are offering is really happy with our offer and they're excited about joining so how do we really get that on board um with that candidate but yeah that seems to be one of the biggest challenges in india which which hopefully we're addressing and, and trying to reduce um but yeah it's just understanding how we i suppose fill that gap yeah sure sure and is there anything that i mean obviously you said like it's, it's very much a learning curve at the moment but is there anything you've noticed um, since you've started on that journey that has has improved the the that challenge or um, is there anything that you think you can kind of start to implement from implement from an earlier point yeah I, th I think our employer brand was probably non-existent in India okay. um, so yeah. a lot of the a lot of the team we had in India were either through referrals um, or previous networks so for example if an engineering manager joined then no engineers to join that team as well um, sure, I, think, yeah. I think we were very much an unknown but because we've scaled quite quickly in India um, as in doubled in size our engineering team in, in a year opened a new location in Pune so there's a larger talent pool for engineers as well it's a, it's a tech hub um, we've been able to understand what other companies offer in terms of not just salaries, but also total comp, um, which which we are very competitive, which is, which is exciting. So we have, I suppose, understood market conditions a little bit better. People are starting to see Peak as a scale up rather than a startup. So there's more security based around Peak rather than let's say, you know, six, seven months ago where we, we might have had a smaller team. We can actually say our engineering teams are like this. This is how big we are on a global basis. You've got the opportunity to work with UK teams. And obviously, as we go into the US, the US teams. Um, but I, th I think the biggest, I suppose, talent change, not just working with, you know, I work with a um, PR agency on some of that um, talent brand stuff um, to get us seen as an employer of choice um, in yeah. India. Um, but from a talent perspective, I'd say, we've created our own careers page for India as well, which has cultural alignment. So from a benefits package, um, there's some key benefits that are really important um, that we provide for all of our colleagues, by the way, but we just address them slightly higher up the, I suppose, yeah. not pecking order, but it, in, the, in that showcase of that benefit. Yeah. Um, 
but then also from a talent team really drilling into that um, candidate's motivations um, is, is really important throughout that stage so with India um, our talent manager and talent managers um, really look at understanding and keeping in contact with that candidate very regularly um, in the UK it's probably would be seen as okay you know I've already spoken to you this week. I don't need to speak to you again. Whereas it's common courtesy in India that they keep in contact every few days um, uh-huh. with, with their recruiter or with their candidates. So, um, yeah, it's just learning those cultural differences. Yeah, absolutely. And is it sort of so you say that obviously you've been able to kind of lean on local suppliers as well to hopefully, you know, allow you to, to get up to speed as quickly as possible with those slight differences? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think yeah. it's all a learning curve and sometimes you need to adapt. Um, to that location or adapt to what we're trying to achieve um so yeah we're working with universities campuses um in india as well in, in particular near jaipur where our headquarter is in india um for that early talent um so that we can adapt that and obviously help them progress through their career yeah yeah brilliant and um so let's talk about the current uk market so um when we've been talking to you know um clients and associates within the within the industry the feedback that I've certainly been hearing is that it's tough out there. You know, it's it's tough in talent acquisition at the moment. The market seems um, to have gone insane. Um, you know, when you're either recruiting for the company as a whole or recruiting recruiters or talent partners, etc. Um, and it's a challenge on sort of multiple levels. But you know, candidates have got huge opportunities available to them. So you might have um, a reduction in. Um, uh, available candidates you might have a high level of, of attrition you might have candidates with multiple offers on the table um, and it's understanding how to kind of stand out from the crowd and make sure that you're staying ahead of the curve with that and um, I think you do that brilliantly I think peak do that brilliantly um, and it's all about having a window into your world which we talk about all the time and I think that's what you do so well because you have got some great benefits and a, a great culture there but you absolutely put it out there for the world to see as well so I mean I could name so many things we were talking about them earlier you know having on your website information on your diversity and inclusion um, policies um, the work that you're doing to bring women into tech the process that people can expect to see the benefits that you might have as part of peak um, and, and it's led you obviously to, to win multiple awards, which we'll come on to. But um, can you just tell us a little bit about that? I'm sure it's been done intentionally, but does that enable you to stand out from the crowd when you're when you're trying to recruit that top talent? Yeah, I think where most companies potentially get talent acquisition wrong is by having a brand that they are not actually so it's not authentic so they're trying to sell something that they're not actually true to them um i think because our values are so aligned um we try and showcase that um i think it's been difficult over the last 18 months because you know you can't do as many videos of you know uh, people or offices but you can still do talking heads you know we've worked a lot on blogs um over the last um year in particular um also looking at i suppose driving our social media pages so really taking ownership um replying on glassdoor you know uh, becoming more of an engaged employer on glassdoor indeed um then also creating our life page on linkedin um investing in tools um that i suppose will increase our brand visibility as well so specific tools in engineering specific tools um that i suppose do that on a global scale as well so it's understanding that local market so we use a couple of tools in india which is slightly different to obviously the uk and, and really understanding what they look like um 
so yeah I, I think if you're transparent with candidates i think once everyone finds out about peak in the journey you know it's is very difficult for people not to love um the company um but yeah. again it's, it's again about how do you you know nurture people into finding out more about peak and how do you get your content out there so we've got a great marketing team um that we that we obviously work with um and we're doing lots in this space i think the second half this year we'll try and do some more um as in more than we have done in the first half this year um but yeah just making sure that content's relevant it appeals to your set audience i think that's where people get it wrong as well sometimes to make it so generic um and, and, and i think historically i've made a mistake in previous companies around saying right this is our culture come and work for us but if you're trying to let's say recruit somebody in sales and then somebody in customer service for example they're, they're two totally different profiles and um, sometimes obviously they hybrid um but you know their motivations their drive might be totally different so if you're saying to a customer service you know advisor for example you're going to offer them great earning opportunity, lots of commission, you know, you're going to be a high flyer. Um, that probably wouldn't appeal to them. Um, and I'm not saying that appeals to all sales profiles either, but typically, you know, you understand the difference. Whereas if you're trying to appeal to engineers and, you know, they're, they're probably more excited about the projects, the technology stack they're working on, um, yeah. what's, what, 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 what value can they add um, to Peak? How are they going to transform our AI platform and, and really drive decision intelligence into the future? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah, and, and like obviously there's a, only a limited amount of um, content, I suppose, that you can physically put out, but you've done a good job at kind of capturing a range of like a day, a day in the life um, at Peak, I think it's called on the website, and having those different roles um, and, and, and that video, you know, having that actual... Um, sight of what somebody's doing what they like about working for people what's exciting what they've got coming up I think it's very authentic and I think people really want to see that I think gone are the days where you maybe just have a list of benefits it's like they want to actually take a tangible thing away and, and the website I mean if, if anyone's watching and, and I would absolutely recommend going and having a look at it because I genuinely do if ever talking to other clients about you know what they might want to where they might want to be getting I always reference speak I think it's brilliant um, I think that's that's something to kind of come on to really is it uh, if you're talking to you you've talked about how you're you've moved into kind of a scale up from a startup um, which is absolutely brilliant but for those slightly younger startups that are just you know embarking on their journey what what would you say like what would you say they should um, I know it's very very broad but kind of as a starting point where where should they focus their attention what should they be doing yeah I think the leadership buy-in is, is probably the most important aspect. Obviously, if they're in talent, they've probably been brought in because there's some buy-in from leadership already, which, which yeah. is good to see. Um, I think it's really understanding then what that forecast of recruitment activity looks like. So how many roles, where are they situated, what teams, um, and, and really understanding what that value proposition is for that sp specific employer. So, yeah. you know, are they, you know, have they got ambitions to be, market leaders are they very much more of a sustainable company you know how, how do they get their message and, and that message over to candidates so why I always say in, in all of my briefing calls with managers and, and to the team to really understand get underneath you know the nails of, of that hiring manager to understand what is that unique selling point of that role that manager should know that off by heart um, why would somebody leave a very stable you know job that they're happy in 
to, to make a move over to peak or, or whatever that startup is. Um, so I think you need to set a, um, I suppose, a purpose. Um, so understand what that is really from leadership team, what direction yeah. you want to move in, um, what that company strategy is, and then what your values are. Every company will have their own values, how those align, just make sure that they're very clear and if they do evolve, which is absolutely fine, how they evolve with the business. So again, it's authentic. Um, and then I think it's all about actually how do, how do you showcase yourself in that external market? So, you know, different industries will have a different way of recruiting. Um, so, you know, white collars, totally different to blue collar, um, which is absolutely fine. But it's understanding what, what process works for those individual areas. You know, some people will need to spend more money on marketing um, content. Some people will need to actually do more headhunting because it's such a niche field. Um, yeah. So it's it's understanding what what those capabilities are and how they can ask for external help um, as well. I always, you know, have conversations with you, Sophie, with agencies, with with other people in my network to really understand what that market is saying externally as well. Um, and, and and I pull upon mentors as well who have been through that scale up journey, worked for enterprise businesses, um, so that I can develop continuously as well. And, and I think that's the most important thing is, you know, I don't have all the answers, um, but you know, people who work in a business might have great ideas, even if they do work in other teams. So, you know, if you can get them on board, they become advocates of talent as well. And that's that's probably one of the most important things is make sure that everybody in that company is on board with recruiting and helping that business you know, grow yeah. and develop. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you mentioned uh, mentors there, just just briefly, um, whether it's mentors or committees, I think everybody that we've spoken to on Talent Ed has said that when you're a small company or when you become, you know, a slightly bigger scale up, um, having that, um, that committee that takes ownership of something or champions something or having a mentor, you know, everyone really should have a mentor because we all want to continue to learn. So I think that's a really good point. And um, I think that's uh, it's very valid, and I think it's something if it isn't in place that everyone should try to look to put in place. Um, I've got a mentor; the team have all got a mentor, and I think it's really beneficial. Yeah. Um, okay, brilliant. Well, just to finish, so tell us a little bit about what we can expect to see in the future. I mean, we're doubling in size; we're going into all sorts of new great uh, locations. What what can we expect to see from Peak over the next year? Yeah, I, th I think a lot more exciting news. I think a lot more growth, um, a lot more talented people, hopefully on board here at Peak. Um, de definitely, obviously, we're ju just about to enter in the US. So we'll have our first, but hopefully multiple, um, I suppose, colleagues and teammates on the ground in the US. Yeah. Um, further growth in the UK and India. Um, I think definitely more um, big brand customers underneath our belt as well, which, which would be exciting. Um, and then, yeah, I, th I think it's just, the pace we're growing is, you know, we've created this new move, this new category of AI, which I know I keep hanging on about, which is called decision intelligence. But yeah. I think the long-term vision is that when somebody thinks about decision intelligence, they think of peak. And when they think of peak, they think of decision intelligence. Um, so that's the end goal. Um, I think from a talent perspective, it's bringing on talented people who want to be part of that journey. Um, and, you know, whether they stay for four, five, 10 years, whatever that is, they can say, yeah, I was part of that growth um so that's something that i'm passionate about and i know the team are um i think from us from a talent perspective i think there's a number of initiatives we're working on um which i'm sure we'll speak about um further but um yeah i think it's just actually improving our careers website further you know i think we can do a little piece around personalization don't want to give you too many ideas now um <laughs> but yeah just looking at i suppose how we improve 
reporting um, capabilities. Um, I think forecasting is really important, especially as we scale. I think we've got a good idea of what that looks like now with some, you know, I suppose approval governance in place, but always continuously improving our processes. Um, and I think there's still quite a lot we can do around inclusion and diversity through the application process. So I think they're the quick changes um, that you that we'll see over the next six to 12 months. Oh, fantastic. Well, it's really exciting. And um, I know you guys are working really hard. So congratulations on everything that you've achieved. Um, I'll certainly keep an eye out. And um, for anyone that is watching, as I said, I've said it once, but I'll say it one last time, definitely go and have a look at the Peak website, because I think it's very um, informative. I think it's great. I think it's inspirational in terms of you know, where you want to be with your employer brand and the opportunities that are available. So well done. Hats off to you. And um, thank you so much again for taking the time, Lorenzo. I really appreciate it. And um, I'm sure all of the listeners will, will appreciate your insight as well. OK, yeah. thanks, Sophie. Take thanks care. Thanks very much. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.